Welcome back to another episode of Habeas Corpses, all you boils and ghouls and corpses out there. Today, we will be talking about something creepy, something crawly, something that could possibly be living inside of you. Ew! You know what? Actually, Marcus is going to be talking to you about this. I'm going upstairs. <laughs> this is this is actually a very disturbing subject. We're going to be talking about parasites Ugh. and the different types of parasites out there and uh yeah they're gross and how you're gonna want to die because you can't escape them ever i don't think it's that you're gonna want to die i think it's you're gonna be very um you're gonna be a lot more careful <laughs> and you're gonna want to move north as far as you can go and yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna just keep living the life i'm living because i'm not gonna live in fear okay well Lacey, when i well... get some brain parasites <laughs> Lacey won't live in fear, but um, that being said, let's go to some horror news, and the horror news of this week is nothing, really. <laughs> um, okay. Black, Black Christmas uh, came out over the weekend. It sure did. Um, it's performing terribly, Yep. just like I thought it would. That's why I didn't want to go see it. It's a it's a PG-13 horror film, and I don't think those are... Those don't do very well... Uh-uh. Um, when it's not around the horror time of fall and Halloween and all that. And yeah. uh, like for a, a Christmas released movie, I get it that it's Black Christmas. So yes, let's release it around the holidays. But just watching the trailer didn't intrigue me. And I yeah. know we're a horror show and we go to a lot of horror movies so we can talk about them with you folks. But this one is just going to have to take a pass for me. I have no plans in my immediate future or plans down the road to even watch this because i do believe the more we support this trash the more studios are just gonna throw it out there i also agree people always bitch about it they're like oh man they're just they keep remaking the same things over and over again the same shitty movies they're doing these reboots these, and then it's, it's like it's a cycle we're stuck in that we've been stuck in since uh platinum dunes released the first reboot of the texas chainsaw massacre like, don't go to the then. <laughs> and granted, when the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out with um that all-star cast. Jessica Biel. Yeah, Jessica Biel was in it. Um, in they, her white tank top that everybody liked. <laughs> it, it was a good film. That I mean, a good movie. I think they did a good job. Mm -hmm. And then everybody had to jump on the remake train, the, re, the re, reboot. remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. And... It hasn't stopped since. And I don't think it's ever going to stop. But every once in a while, I mean, it lays low and you'll get one reboot or remake. And then it will take off and you'll get a bunch. And then it will go down and, again. And everybody's remaking everything. It's not just horror movies either. It's like, like when it, like think about Disney. Oh, all 100%. the live actions. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know my story. <laughs> and I, I cannot stand the live action movies. Sometimes I do understand that they're remaking it for a new audience, mm -hmm. the new youth who aren't used to pencil-drawn figures that took 
they don't like the rescuers. hours and hours of time to make mm-hmm. is now over in a studio where graphic design artists and whatever you call those people that a whole sit other there. kind of art yeah so i do get that but i don't enjoy it as much i think um there was one that we tried to watch that was so bad i think it was the re uh, was it Beauty the and the light. Beast? Yes, it was terrible. You were very, very disappointed in I that. I was, because I actually do enjoy that film. And mm-hmm. when it started, I was like, this is so bad. I do not enjoy this at Beauty all. I, I'm hoping Mulan will be good. That trailer looks good. I can't think of one that I've seen so far that I enjoyed. I haven't seen a ton of them. I didn't go see The Lion King because that looked terrible. And everybody was like, it was basically a National Geographic film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they they should have just made it a National Geographic film. You remember back in the day when they used to, like, we were talking about this, like, Homeward Bound and stuff. It was, that's live action. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I guess, like, it didn't. Because you know how, like, there's dancing and there, so it didn't go over well because there's. Yeah, so. Yep, I get it. Um, so. I heard that one was terrible, but I did hear here because we were actually talking about this at work like Friday, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, a bunch of people were saying that Dumbo was actually really good, but I didn't love that story, so I wasn't like jumping to go watch it when it came out anyway. Same thing with like Aladdin. I A lot of those movies I wasn't ever really interested in, so I haven't gone and watched them. But the ones I have seen, I haven't been tremendously impressed with. Sometimes it's a, it's okay to leave things alone. I don't know. But I guess you are right. They do things for a newer, newer generation to keep the stories going. Well, they do. and But um, at the same time, they also do it because people keep going back to the box office and people yeah. keep purchasing these films and i don't think you're ever going to kill that in the disney world because that world's so huge the fandom the money i mean disney is one of the if not the biggest uh just creator and studio and distributor and everything of digital media now yeah they own star wars they i mean they've bought so many companies their umbrella is massive Mm -hmm. it's like they almost own the whole entertainment industry. Pretty much. And they I own things to... that you wouldn't even believe them to own, but they own them. Yeah, like Marvel. Yeah, oh, and just like, I think they actually they purchased Fox. a... Yeah, Fox. Yeah, it, it's crazy. But within the horror community, I think if we continue to support this reboot... Because everyone goes out of curiosity, I think. Like, well, let's just go see it. We know it's going to suck, but let's go see it. But and that's providing just, money. Exactly. I've decided I'm going I'm going to go more underground with film again. Explore cinema that's being released either directly to DVD streaming things like that rather than supporting this generic uh reboot crap that mm-hmm. is what is the horror community in the mainstream right now. It's huge. And that they do it for a reason because they make money. That's true. So if you're out there and you're complaining about it, don't go see these movies. And Disney, Stop it. if you're listening, swear to God, if you do a live action Rescuers, I will riot. Oh, uh, this just <laughs> in. Disney has purchased habeas corpses and we can no longer talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're purchasing us all. <laughs> Disney um, is a parasite. 
ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they control media <laughs> in the background and the company doesn't even know it <laughs> or the creators <laughs> it's like they go to the directors you got the disney parasite <laughs> there's no cure man <laughs> <laughs> you can't just poop it out with a little garlic <laughs> and that's how the creators like they're like making a horror movie or something and then they're like why is there a disney character in this horror film it's a symptom of the parasite <laughs> oh my god next movie idea next i what introducing um disney characters into horror films no as a parasite oh <laughs> have you ever seen uh tomorrowland i believe it's called tomorrowland or something like that I don't think it's so. a horror movie that's shot independently on like um a handy cam like a sony handy cam back in the day it's all black and white i believe and they shot it inside disney and oh you, you know told what i'm talking about, about? they shot the whole film there and it was like they weren't supposed to but they did it like undercover and release holding um we'll have to find that and watch it okay um another little bit of true crime news here the toolbox killer who kidnapped raped and murdered five southern california teens has died in san quentin from natural mm. causes um lawrence smigma bitaker 79 was pronounced dead at santa quinn state prison around 4 p.m friday according to a statement from the california department of corrections and rehabilitation he was awaiting uh basically awaiting his death sentence hmm. his day of execution for these uh heinous acts that he did i didn't I've never heard of him yeah, he was uh, convicted on 26 total counts, including five counts each of murder and kidnapping, as well as conspiracy, rape, oral copulation, and sodomy, the statement said. He was sentenced to death on March 22nd, 1981, hmm. and admitted into California death row eight days later, according to the officials. I actually had just seen that article. It popped up on... It was either, I think it was Facebook. I was just scrolling mm. today and it popped up. I was like, who's this guy? So maybe someone in the future will have to do some research on. He looks like your typical cult leader next door. That's a good name. Cult leader next door. Or the cult next door. The cult next door. God damn it, we have a new podcast coming out nah, nah, next nah, fall. They, yeah, that, <laughs> that can be your, your work there. Because I really like cults. You should do it. You should form another podcast because yeah. I have a podcast that I'm going to be creating here soon, but it's not going to be a weekly thing, like monthly, because I just don't have time. Um, we would explode. The one other thing I wanted to talk about before we jump into discussing parasites is we recently watched, and it's old news now but once upon a time in hollywood yeah we watched um, it last night and like not doing a rip apart or even talking too much about the film um i just wanted to get your general feelings from it because it does have a very slight horror undertone because it's kind of it's set in the same time as the manson family mm -hmm. And they, the story like runs parallel with that from start to finish, mm -hmm. but you only get small little snippets and then it all uh, comes to a climactic end at the very end of the film. But what did you think of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood after you've had time to digest it today? I think I liked it. Like I still am like, you know how last night I was like, I think I like it. I haven't really changed my, like... I feel like I liked it, but there was something off about it. 
I would have to say very much so. So I'm usually really drawn into Quentin Tarantino films mm-hmm. to the point of where I, there are very few movies that can actually captivate me and hold my attention span mm-hmm. for that long without me looking at my cell phone once. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino films usually do that. Um, like The Hateful Eight was one that I was just drawn into the environment and the characters. In this, they do a great job of reproducing the environment of the 60s, mm-hmm. the late 60s, early 70s. Um, but I just, I really didn't connect with any of the characters other than Leonardo DiCaprio's character having a midlife crisis. I did connect with that a little bit. I was like, oh man, that's coming. Or I'm already in it. But, <laughs> but um, I, you know what I mean? I just didn't. And then I'm over no... here like Brad Pitt where I'm like, yeah, I just want to feed my dog. <laughs> and live a simple life I, that is you man if you, like, you're gonna be a stunt double for somebody <laughs> but i mean i think i think it's a very it's an it was an interesting film but it just i if i had to rate it it would be my least favorite quentin tarantino film i've ever seen i do think it is my favorite brad pitt role though really i just really enjoyed him in that role for some reason Probably because I do connect with it because I'm like, yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to think of all of those Brad Pitt roles out there. And you're going to say he was better in this than he was in Seven? I'm not saying his acting is better. I'm just saying something about this role I just really enjoyed. I think it's because you like the fact that he's he is like the quintessential. uh, uh, He's the. He's living my dream life. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. Uh (laughs) And. The ending of the film is pretty epic. I won't ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but Brad Pitt does a hell of a makeup job. And he is like kick ass the whole film, like literally kicks ass the whole film. I think it kind of, uh, it does very much so show the annoyance that society had for hippies back in the 60s. Yeah. And I think it kind of shows even nowadays. There's a lot of people that, I wouldn't call them hippies or anything, but... uh the far leftist people, mm-hmm. you see a lot of people getting really annoyed with that whole woke culture and offended about everything. And maybe maybe there was something in there that I didn't catch on to yet. We'll have to watch it again because Quentin Tarantino, those films you need are two or three watchings. Yes, I agree. Viewings, whatever you want to call it. So I think I liked it. I definitely enjoyed Brad Pitt's role. Um, and then I it makes me want to go do a lot of research on the Manson family. Because I actually don't know that much about... Like, I know the generic information. Like, the, I can spout the it magazine, off. magazine yeah. snippets and that yeah. type of stuff. Uh, but I don't know actually a whole lot. Which is kind of weird. You'd think that... I don't know a whole lot about really famous serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about ones that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> You're the... Man, I'm not the mainstream serial killer. I'm like the more underground ones. And the only reason I think that that's why I pay attention to those more is because I I grew up on Keith Morris and Dateline. And that's what the kind of stuff that was on those, not Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, <laughs> that totally makes sense. So yeah, if you haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, go check it out. It's an interesting take of a... And I do like those kinds of movies where they're a retelling of history if if it would have went this way type thing because that's very much what this is yeah 
no uh no ruining of the ending but yeah yeah <laughs> people are already like hmm i d- i didn't see it going there. i I, knew, I went into that film knowing nothing yeah i remember I, zero. I almost googled like really quick when we started watching it i was like what what is this movie actually about because <laughs> i had no clue <laughs> yeah and and another thing about that film is how many famous people can you put into a movie <laughs> there's so many yeah, there was a lot. I mean, every other and scene. And some of them were only in the movie for three minutes. That's what I mean. I think he was just like, let's cram famous people. We'll just give them any role. <laughs> any yeah. role at all. Like Dakota Fanning. Yeah, and... Um, who played Squeaky or whatever her name is. Who was another one? Um, uh, That guy that... He used to be in a lot of movies. Or, or no, TV shows. I'll give it a goog while we get this going. It's going to uh, bug me now. He used to, like, everybody used to think he was a heartthrob. I've always thought Al Pacino? He was, no, but Al Pacino was in, was in it, too. Al Pacino, um, uh, 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 who played Bruce Lee? I don't know. Some, I'm, some I'm pulling Asian, everything up no. right now. Um, um, but um, bum bum. Who played Bruce Lee? I don't know. Um, uh, Mike Moe, I think is how you pronounce his name, hmm. was Bruce Lee. Luke Perry, that's his name. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. in it. Yep. They made Al Pacino look old. Oh, seriously old in this film. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 100%. What is her name? Okay, you can keep going. I'm now just doing other crap. No, she's now just surfing the internet on her phone. All right, let's get into Parasites and the Nasty. parasites they just they make they make my skin crawl okay so there is a a lot of people out there and kind of i'm doing my research these past couple days parasites are not they're not viruses they're not bacteria which another interesting thing did you know you have more bacteria in your body than actual human cells so there's more things that are individual cells that don't belong to you living inside your body than your own cells. But some bacteria is good bacteria. It's very good, yes. There's a lot of uh, bacteria in your gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why people take probiotics. Or that like when you, you bacteria. have, like if you're taking amoxicillin, you're supposed to take it with yogurt. Yeah, because when you take your... Um, penicillin amoxicillin anything that's an antibiotic that doesn't know really how to single out good and bad bacteria so you can kill a lot of it so yeah it just kills everything that's something with mouthwash too did you know that Mm -mm. a lot of people won't use mouthwash because it kills the good bacteria in your mouth as well that's why i don't use mouthwash yeah and they say if you do use it only use it once a day but people that use it like three or four times are actually less healthy and have less healthier mouths that's something I heard on the radio, so don't take my advice for it. That sounds accurate, though. I could see that. It does. A lot of people are very super over, uh, like monk. overly clean. And then you yeah. actually kill your, then you don't have an immune system. If you're like me and you eat shit off the floor, you're done healthy. Because your immune system's in overdrive at all times, trying I, to protect you from everything. Sniff, because <laughs> I've got a cold. <laughs> So, like, you have your common cold, okay? So, that is caused primarily by a virus. So, viruses are, um, they don't even have, like, they're just RNA strands. Hmm. And um, 
they give you things like influenza, the common cold, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, HIV is a virus. And then you got bacteria. That's going to be stuff like E. coli. Um, uh, what's another one? Botulism, things of that nature. Um, I didn't do research on bacteria. I went to parasites. But there's a <laughs> huge difference. And then you got fungi. And then you got parasites, okay? So parasites, um, what is the definition of a parasite? It's actually an organism that lives in or on an organism or another species, its host, and benefits by deriving nutrition at the other's expense. Parasites are from a large family group known as, going to slaughter it, eukaryotes? <laughs> That's probably how I would say it, eukaryotes. So, um, and it's like schlockadonkins. And in eukaryotes, you also have something called sufferorites. Slaughtered that again, too. We're not scientists. Um, these are organisms that obtain their nutrition from dead or decaying organic matter. So they're still living organisms living on a host, but that host is dead. So Like maggots. Yeah, they're the things that are... Well, I don't think maggots would be a parasite. That's an insect larvae. I don't know. Um, but, I mean... I'm not a parasite expert. I'm not either. Um, but basically, that being said, is an, parasites don't just live out there. They're not sitting on um, the table at all times like germs, like viruses and uh, bacteria could be. However, they have life cycles and they travel from one host to another. And one of the biggest um, parasite, what would you call this? Transfers? Yeah. Like, I guess they're a host kind of of uh, parasites, but they transfer it to humans and animals are mosquitoes. Evil. Yeah, man. They're, I mean, mosquitoes are a huge parasite. Uh transfer carrier oh we'll call it a carrier um, that's probably what the real word is not a transfer station and one thing that <laughs> <laughs> transfer station <laughs> there's transfer stations everywhere get a net <laughs> damn that transfer station like i'm never gonna look at a mosquito again and call it mosquito i'm gonna be like it's a transfer station <laughs> run for your lives <laughs> And there are different types of mosquitoes. That's why um, viruses like, uh, or not viruses. <laughs> Stop laughing. Okay. Um, this is why um, you don't, so there's different species of, <laughs> are you okay? Not what's that? Of transfer stations. Okay. I cracked myself up way too hard. I got to go the rest of this episode without saying mosquito. I got to say transfer stations. So there's different transfer stations depending on region, right? And a lot of uh, a lot of your parasites. <laughs> Stop laughing. I just keep thinking about it. Transfer stations. A lot of your parasites come from tropical regions. In fact. Um, I was doing one study that says, doing one study, reading one study online that said that most people that live in tropical regions, meaning like uh, South America, Africa, 100% are infected with a parasite of one variation or another. Like well, that's why you're not supposed to drink the water in those places. You're supposed to just drink bottled water. 
well, water and then mosquitoes are a huge thing. Um, sand flies mm-hmm. are also very big uh, parasite carriers and bot flies as well. But bot flies lay their eggs inside mm. of you. I was actually talking to That's my old boss gross. about uh, this briefly about bot flies. What, they had just gotten back from a uh, humanitarian trip that they did mm-hmm. in, I think she said it was in Africa. And one of the uh, ladies had a bot fly lay eggs in her uh, hair. And she was like, had, she was itching, itching, itching. I guess the bot fly just has a tiniest little hole that it will kind of come out of for air. But most of it stays under there. And when she went to the doctor, they plopped that thing right out of her head. <laughs> so gross. Living off of you. So I guess a bot oh fly, yeah, that, that that would be like a parasite, man. I'm done with this episode. Um, well, you will be done after <laughs> the ones I tell you you can get. So there's, the CDC is like officially uh, targeted like certain parasites and a lot of them that go, because parasites, not a lot of people think about them and not a lot of doctors think about them either. Sometimes people will go years and years and years getting medications for other things when come to find out the thing that would originally alien them was a parasite <gasps> i actually listened to a podcast about this this girl had gone to uh, somewhere in africa mm-hmm. and had ha- had a parasite in her brain and because it was so tiny um and they the doctors didn't detect it for oh probably over a year or something she was getting so sick like she lost so much weight and was losing all of her hair and she was like almost like a child like she couldn't remember how to do things how to drive like she was having um hallucinations and somebody in her family was a doctor and was like there was like a one in a million chance that she had this one parasite but they were like run the test and she didn't have any insurance because she had she lost her job um or i guess she had cobra insurance but she was like if you know what cobra is it doesn't really do much for you Mm -hmm. but they were able to find the parasite and then they were able to remove it but there's not really a treatment for it because it is like a one in a million chance that you have that parasite because it's so rare and she like she has huge gaps in her memory like she couldn't remember her boyfriend at all and they've been living together through the ordeal like she's like anybody that i had a relationship with like my family i've had to like I know who they are, and I love them because I love them, but there's no connection. I have to rebuild the connection. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's something that happens. People will go years. Um, one of my coworkers is living with a parasite right now on her liver, mm-hmm. and at first they thought it was liver cancer or, like, liver failure. Yeah. They were like, what is going on? And she wasn't, like, exhibiting huge amounts of symptoms, but on the MRI, they could see, like, a damaged area of her liver. Or actually, it was an area where blood flow was going to. They're mm-hmm. like, we can see that a lot of blood flow is going to her. So that, like, indicates the body trying to heal itself. Well, actually, it's a parasitic worm that's sitting on her liver just drinking up that blood. Mm-hmm. And in some countries, did you know, they'll actually ingest tapeworms for weight loss yes and i have a brief story while i was because i only um i didn't have time to do as much research as marcus and so i really only looked up intestinal worms and i I what brought this whole episode up though was we both had seen a facebook story right 
It was about something that in tapeworm. The, no, there was something that was said in the last episode. I don't remember what. And you were like, oh, we're going to do an episode on parasites. But then like two days oh, later. Oh, yeah. Then it was a tapeworm. We, we seen did the, see the tapeworm thing. Like 30 feet or something. I, it wouldn't have been that. I think it was you like can get tapeworms I know up to you 30 can. feet long. I know you can, but it wasn't that long. Okay. It wasn't. Because I was watching Dr. Oz and Oprah <laughs> today. <laughs> and he had a tapeworm that was shit. 30 feet long. <laughs> Well, this wasn't that long, but it was long. But I was reading, I read a few different horror stories and I, I kind of wrote them down, the ones that freaked me out the most. Um, just about people with intestinal worms, intestinal tapeworms. And one of the first stories that popped up um, was, uh, sorry, I got lost, was um, this girl experiencing like this really serious stomach pain and she was really bloated so her mom takes her to the hospital and the staff thought she was pregnant at first because that's how bloated she was and they've got her in a room and she's like i'm not pregnant i'm not pregnant and then she's like i have to go to the bathroom and she goes to the bathroom and she literally fills the toilet with worms and the doctors are like what the fuck and her mom was like um Yeah, so actually, because my daughter was going to be in a beauty pageant, I wanted to help her lose some weight, so I fed her pills with tapeworms inside, with eggs. That's gross. And so she didn't tell her daughter she was doing that. She secretly did it when she was, like, making her breakfast or whatever (laughs) and, like, made her daughter seriously sick. I would uh, want to leave my mom forever. Yeah, I I strongly advise not... (laughs) Uh, eating tapeworms for weight loss just go to the gym and start dieting yeah but um or just love the skin you're in tapeworms belong to a type of parasite called an endopharasite these live inside the host they include heartworm tapeworm flatworms pinworms all all those types of things a real common one for animals is heartworm right that's why you got to get them dewormed and that is actually a parasite that can I believe I read that was a parasite. There is a type of worm parasite that can jump from dogs to humans. So the dogs aren't ever kissing my face again. <laughs> if but, I die from the dogs giving me too many kisses, then I die happy. Whatever. But our transfer stations <laughs> are mosquitoes. They're the ones that are, um, and I, I just found the word for it that I was looking for. They're known as vectors. Okay, mm. so a vector is like a mosquito. It is something that transfers the parasite to the host. We'll just call them victors. Victor vectors. Damn victor. We'll just call them the transfer stations. <laughs> um, and mosquitoes, uh, they include the protozona known as plasmodium, which causes malaria. That's another one you can catch. Thank you, Derek Shepard. And <laughs> hey, man, I wish I had a. I wish these words were broken down to where I could actually pronounce them because I'm, I'm guessing on a lot of these. Uh, we'd be here for five hours while I tried to pronounce every word. So just take it as most of these are probably pronounced poorly. Don't trash me in the comments on it because I'm not a doctor or an English expert. So whatever. But uh, that being said, the interesting thing I found on a lot of these parasites, okay, here in America, we don't worry about parasites very often because, like we were talking earlier, a lot of parasites come from tropical regions and regions with lots of rainfall 
and things like that. But they're doing these studies and they're finding, especially in Southern Europe and now in America per se, um, with climate change, Mm. these parasites are actually starting to move north. Kind of weird and scary because a lot of things that we didn't worry about at one time are coming up this way. Lacey's looking at me like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to live my life in fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm going to South Dakota. And I was, I was reading <laughs> one in, uh, there is one parasite that is coming to America. It's actually here right now. Um, it's more, uh, it's found a lot in, I believe it was the Latino uh, community, but it, it's, it's making its way up here. And it causes a disease called Chagas disease. So more than 300,000 Americans are infected with Typhronosoma cruzi, <laughs> the parasite that causes Chagas disease. And what is that? <laughs> and more than 300 infected babies are born every year with this disease. Chagas disease, again, probably pronounced wrong, <laughs> is transmitted through the bite from the tritomitin bug, which then deposits its feces Tritomites. in the skin opening. Oh. So these, um, you know box elder bugs? They uh, kind of look like box elder bugs. So box elder bugs are those little red bugs I've that wander around. I've heard of these around. bugs that you're talking about. The, Not the box elders, the other thing. They're referenced to being the kissing yeah, bug as well. I was just going to say, they do something on your mouth. They... They are very drawn to the eyes and mouths of humans because they're drawn uh, by um, your production of uh, not car- carbon dioxide. Okay, so when you breathe out, I was about to say carbon monoxide. That's what cars produce. <laughs> <laughs> but so during the night, they'll get into your home, okay, and while you're sleeping, you're exhaling. They get drawn to that. They come and they bite. And they suck your blood. They live. Out, they enjoy your blood. Then they shit in your wound <laughs> and give you this parasite. And the parasite causes all sorts of problems. But uh, it it causes uh, long term digestive issues, I cardiac and neurological complications. Death from the infection is often caused by a heart attack. Mm. However, if caught early, the condition is easily cured with medications. But as we know, not a lot of parasites are caught early because we think it's other things. So that is one of the ones that is, that's like top one. This one's like top one on the CDC's list of parasites that are out there. And I thought I should be worried, more worried about tapeworms. And I, tapeworms are up there. There are at least 1,000 hospitalizations for a parasite known as... <laughs> you should have probably done the pronunciations on this. I'm not any better than you cystic are. Cystic cirrhosis per year. Cystic cirrhosis? Something like that. I bet um, this tapeworm infection is often the result of eating undercooked pork that contains larvae. Pork is a very dirty meat. It's something that if you're going to eat pork, toast that shit. It should yeah, be Yeah, generally when we have pork, I've purposely overcooked it. And now after like w- reading about some of these, a lot of the things that you can get from pork, well, we I don't... am 
not eating ham anymore. <laughs> Remember I, when you were like, man, I sure wish we were having ham at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Change your mind. And I was like when we ate dinner over the weekend and I got the, um, what did I get? Chicken uh, cordon bleu. And there's ham on that. And I'm thinking, I sure hope they cook that fully. I'm not eating any bacon products unless it's fried and dipped in grease that's a million degrees. Ooh, that sounds good. Because have you ever had a Swanson roll? No. What's that's a, a? It's a cinnamon a cinnamon roll, and you um, unroll it like, and you put bacon in it, roll it back up, and bake it. Ah, it's so good. So that's uh, this would be parasite number two. So we got the Chagas disease that's caused by that Trifonosium cruzi. Every parasite, man, has the longest freaking name. Why can't they just name them regular like names? Like Joel. Yeah, man. Like, dude, you got Bob Parasite, man. You're screwed. (laughs) Um, Or like last names. Like you got a Swainston Parasite. So Toxocara. (laughs) Approximately 13.9% of the U.S. population has antibodies against this parasitic infection. Sadly, the rest of us are at risk for acquiring it through round worms, often found in the intestines of dogs and cats. Boom! I got some information about large round worms, if you're interested. We'll get that as soon as I finish this. About 14% of Americans have had exposure to Toxicara, and at least 70 people die from the infection each year, according to the CDC. Most of the infections are in children, and many suffer blindness due to related eye disease. And one thing I found with a lot of these parasites that live within uh, your animals, so your dogs, your cats, even like birds have parasites that are... Turtles. (laughs) uh, Probably. I think any animal out there has a parasite that probably can be transferred to humans. We don't share all the same diseases, but... They're like, I think they're referred to as zoological or something. They are. Um, But these parasites, they're used to their host. So um, a lot of these ones that we get from dogs and things, they're used to living in dog intestines. That's where they thrive. That's what they like to live in. When they enter a human body, they're like, I don't know where to go. So they just start drilling little holes all through your organs. And that's how you can go blind from these freaking parasites they just drill and eat through your eyeballs and they're finding a lot of people that go blind actually had some of these parasites and they're just eating whatever they want going wherever they want drilling little holes through your eyes freaking gross yeah dang that's nasty (laughs) and it was like we were watching the other day those tapeworms or not tapeworms or roundworms being removed from that lady's eye i didn't watch that you did I was like, you we're, need to turn this we're, off. We're eating dinner <laughs> and I'm yeah, watching this. I was eating like fucking mac and cheese. <laughs> okay, let's hear your uh, little bit of information on roundworm. So uh, it's pretty generic roundworm information, but I feel like it's good information. It was educational to me. Um, so I found out that the most common worm is an intestinal wor- worm. And, and more specifically, it's the large roundworm um, that has a really crazy name that's like Oscascariscus or something like that. And um, when it's in humans, it can grow to a length of 35 centimeters or more. 
And I looked up some of the common symptoms of intestinal worms, which include abdominal pain, diarrhea, nausea, or vomiting, gas, bloating, fatigue, and even unexplained weight loss. So I was like, oh, that's definitely not what causes me to poop all the time because I'm not losing any weight. <laughs> but it's not uncommon for people who've traveled outside of the country to get worms, just like we were talking about when you go to Africa or you go to like South America or something. Um, and it's especially in um, country like third world countries where the water isn't going to be clean or it could be contaminated like by transfer stations um and so once you've consumed a contaminated substance the parasite like starts traveling into your intestines and then they reproduce and grow in your intestine which i didn't know like for some reason in my brain i just thought you like swallowed a full-size worm um, but that's not necessarily what happens. And then once they reproduce, that's when they become larger and not only in size, but in their amount. And that's when your symptoms will start to appear. And they mainly spread in, in small bits of poop, like from, uh, people with a worm infection. So like if you don't wash your hands and then you touch a doorknob and then like somebody else touches that doorknob, um, you might get the worms, but so something, one of the stories I read really freaked me out about large roundworms. Um, so it was somebody who had gone to Mexico and she was like, like, okay, this was like a Grey's Anatomy episode. I had so much deja vu. Like I was like, they had to have pulled this, they, this story inspired an episode. I swear to God. <laughs> and they probably did. Um, so normally, like I was saying, they travel to your intestines. That's where they reproduce. But... That's not necessarily where they will always reproduce or where they will always stay. So this woman, she comes home from her trip and she like um, starts having these really horrible, painful headaches. And she was completely unaware that there was eight tapeworm eggs lodged in her brain. And so the doctors think that she got them from some either infected food or water during her trip to Mexico. And the eggs probably traveled through her blood supply and just ended up in her brain and they were able to successfully remove the egg sacs and she made a full recovery. But what if those had fucking hatched? Well, so I was kind of going along with that story. There was a, there's another uh, parasite and I can't remember which one, but this was a story of a younger kid and he has his, this for the rest of it, his life, but it, it has like ups and downs mm. And basically, the parasite invades his brain cells, destroys it, and reproduces. But they go dormant, and then they'll come and go. And yeah, his brain was swelling. He was altered conscious. Like, he would speak gibberish. They didn't know what was wrong with him. They finally figured out. And the worst thing about it was, when they figured out what it was, the CDC got involved, and they're helping, like, treat the symptoms. But there's, like... There's nothing we can do for the disease itself because a lot of parasites are curable by antiparasitics or even, um, you know, just your common, uh, I'm at a loss of words right now. What do you call amoxicillin? <laughs> oh, bacteria eaters. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> antibiotics. Uh, antibiotics. There you go. <laughs> that good stuff that, that keeps the transfer stations away. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh but a lot, of, a lot of cold. My brain's not working. <laughs> a lot of um, parasites are managed and cured in that form, and some are with you forever, 
or, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't have a cure. That was another one. And that really, that really creeps me out because that's in your brain, man. And we haven't seen this in the human world as of yet. I don't believe, but there are a lot of parasites that control insects. So, um, for instance, there's this wasp down in South America mm-hmm. that will lay its egg, its larvae, inside of a um, caterpillar, right? And then it hatches out of the caterpillar, makes a, con- a cocoon. It's living off the caterpillar while it's manifesting itself. Then it hatches, makes this cocoon, and the caterpillar, for some reason, stays around and guards the cocoon. It's like a zombie slave. And then once the um, wasp is fully developed, the caterpillar dies. That's some crazy stuff. And that also happens with a fungus with ants as well. They like control their minds and like take over their central nervous system. Scary. Like mad cow disease and all that stuff. All that stuff is frightening. Um, I will not live in fear. I will not live in fear. I will not live in fear. (laughs) (laughs) I read this really horrifying thing that's kind of off subject, sort of, but it's still about parasites. This guy, he um, had HIV, so he had a compromised immune system, and then um, ended up with a parasite from one one way or another. Doesn't they don't know how, but the parasite actually had cancer. Um, and what? Yeah, I was reading a this. A parasite like, that had cancer itself. Any organi- organism well, could develop cancer and so mm-hmm. then it because it's inside of him it transferred its cancer to him i show you not i read this <laughs> don't believe everything you read Lacey. marcus no <laughs> no i get i got i and got it, yeah i just it, it's very unbelievable to me that's crazy like because well because it said normally if you had like a parasite like that like maybe a sick parasite that got into you your immune system would fight that off so you're telling me not only do i have to worry about parasites but i gotta worry about sick parasites (laughs) i gotta worry about what's making the parasite sick (laughs) like please transportation if you're gonna give me a parasite make sure you do a health checkup and it doesn't have cancer (laughs) well you don't have hiv so you should be fine Um, so there is another parasite called trichomonasis, another Marcus failed attempt at We've pronoun- been mispronouncing <laughs> words since 2019. <laughs> this is true. And on this episode, it's so bad. Um, but this is a sexually transmitted parasite oh. that is more common. Semen. Well, it's more common than semen. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's like babies parasites yeah well it's about 30 percent of the people will actually develop symptoms Uh um, which include itching and burning in the genital area pain during urination and discharge it just keeps getting better it's it's treated with uh just antibiotics but it's common and it's on the rise and it's more common than people would think so like your very common sexually transmitted disease is like uh, herpes it? yeah it's That's more it's one. it's more common than crabs that. crabs is a form of parasite though oh i didn't know that so I don't know. i've never had an std so i don't know well we talk about all these <laughs> parasites that live in us that thrive like our worm parasites that live in our guts and our brains and our eyeballs question what is when you have crabs i don't know 
whatever you're going to ask me about crabs, <laughs> I would have no idea. And I'm offended that you're asking me this. You're like sitting here like, question, when you have crabs, like I've had crabs before and I'm an expert on it. What are you going to say next? Question, when you have gonorrhea. <laughs> no, I just feel like you're smart and so you would know the answer to my question. Okay. Do they look like tiny crabs? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lacey. <laughs> that's that's how they got their name. Oh. It's not like one big crab down there, though. It's not like, oh, <laughs> shit, look at this fucking big crab. Hermit Crab Central. You don't have the crab fishermen run into your pubes to start fishing this shit out, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah... Those types of parasites are known as eco e, ectoparasites. Oh, because um, they're outside. Yeah. So those include bed bugs, body lice, crab lice. Disgusting. Um, de Demodex. These affect the eyebrows and eyelashes. Oh, good. They are common all over the world and can spread through prolonged skin contact. Scabies, uh, screw worm. Can you is, tell me what the fuck a scabby is? Uh, this affects the skin. It's common all over the world and can spread through sexual activity, skin to skin contact and sharing bedding and clothing. Uh, good news. I just ordered on Amazon two giant bubbles for us to live in and three small bubbles for the dogs to live in. Head lice. <laughs> I don't know what screw worm is. This is a transmitted the by a screw fly. worm. <laughs> and it affects skin I thought it was still wounds. on your STD list. I was like, no. No. No, this is, I just... While you mentioned crabs, I had that section pulled up. Um, I remember that. That was a big thing in elementary school, them always going through our hair or checking for lice. Uh-huh. Does lice? Lice is transmittable to adults. Yeah. Why don't they check our freaking hair? When I worked at the daycare and we had like a lice issue going on. They check your hair as well? Yeah. When wow. after Because they taught us how to check the kids' hair for lice. Dude, I would um, never do that. Like, why? I, Someone else do that. Because like, if I seen a kid with lice, I would push him on the ground I and tell him to get away kid, from I me. I found lice in a kid's hair one day. And you ran, right? Screaming? <laughs> no, I wanted to. I didn't want to freak the kid out. But you wear gloves and stuff, and yeah, and then as, it, and as then, those things are like, and literally, like my head is itching just talking about it. But I remember like the whole week that like there was like a lice issue going on. Like they were cleaning everything nightly. Like usually they only did like the toy cleanings like once a week, like on Fridays. They were doing it every night, like boiling the toys, <laughs> literally boiling the toys. You got like a flamethrower. That's what I would have been doing. And like every fifteen or twenty minutes, I remember my coworkers and I were like check my hair because we would just feel so itchy but yeah they would check our hair too after especially after we had um checked kids hairs but it was like unless you're like canoodling with the kids which is frowned upon like snuggling up to them <laughs> oh or yeah okay because well, the kids always want to come like sit on your lap and it's like get off of me gotcha they do like kids no are like, i believe you're my you friend. i believe you a hundred percent and so as long as you're following the rules and not snuggling kids when they want to hug you and stuff, you should be fine. Or as long as you're not like rolling around on the carpet and stuff. So the next, um, the last of the top five going around America right now. Oh, Jesus, I'm scared. Is Toxoplasma 
Gandhi or just toxoplasmosis, whatever you want to call it. I like plasmosis better. Toxoplasma is often called the cat poop parasite since it frequently caused by close contact with friendly felines. In the U.S., more than 60 million people are chronically infected with toxoplasma. Toxoplasma. I thought it was toxoplasmosis, but this article says toxoplasma. We're just going to say what we want to say. The parasite is also found in undercooked meat and even some unwashed fruits and vegetables. Health experts say toxoplasma can put pregnant women at risk for birth defects. Symptoms of this parasitic infection include swollen lymph nodes, muscle aches, and eye complications. If left untreated, these problems can become chronic. This is... Think about that number right now. Everyone listening, if you have a cat, you might have this. Uh, and this just in, 60 we are million, rehoming our cat. 60 million people. <laughs> well, if we haven't, we probably have the damn parasite crawling around our brains right now. That's right. why I hate kitty litter boxes. They're gross. I hate cats because they can get up on things. Unlike dogs, most dogs, well, dogs in our world because we have small dogs, they stay off countertops where food is prepared, but... You set up a video camera, I guarantee you, your cat is all over the place. Yeah, we always find walking her on the kitchen table. Leaving this Toxoplasma Gandhi crap all over. And there's more than 200,000 cases per year. It spreads easily. It's medium term, resolves within months, not really. I mean, it it's if you if you catch it and get treatment for it. But you know, some people are just walking around having this in their heads. And it also is being linked to risky behavior. They're starting to... What? Think. So they, they were doing this... Did you roll around in the kitty litter box? No, no. So I was listening to this on a separate podcast coming home about parasites. They were doing this study, and it's not done yet, but they're finding that people involved in motorcycle accidents, like motorcycle accidents where it was caused by risky behavior, like driving like an idiot yeah they're testing him for this uh toxoplasmosis and they're coming up positive so they're linking it to like risky behavior because it really causes risky behavior. because it kind of reprograms your mind i thought you were saying well it's like that fungus like that takes over the fucking ants then i thought you were saying that if you have risky behavior you're more likely to get this parasite no you don't have to have risky behavior well you have risky behavior if you own a cat I would well, never buy a cat nowadays. You adopted when, our cat. When I was younger, I had risky behavior. <laughs> um, but also, they're like uh, slightly linking it to promiscuous women as well. <laughs> Which, when I think of the crazy cat ladies, I don't think of uh, promiscuous women. Your pussy women. is going to make your pussy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so that's that's the other big one that is really happening in the united states so no parasites aren't just in the jungles of africa or the rainforests of brazil they're all over the place they're in your cat poop they're in your pork they're in your brain and they're, they're in your in butt you. <laughs> they're in your pubes if you got crabs <laughs> oh yeah no no kidding man they're all over the place the best thing to do is wash your hands frequently to live in a bubble 
keep that that would be ultimate <laughs> wash your fruits and vegetables i do wash our don't like, sleep I wash with your with animals soap. in your bed well that's not changing sorry <laughs> we can compromise I just wanted to see what you'd say um guys i guess it's time for us to all move out dad's kicking us out of the house <laughs> you guys i kick you out i make like a big um airtight seal around the house it becomes a clean room and yeah no go that's absolutely crazy that's not gonna happen because you can literally if you start researching all these viruses bacteria or particularly these parasites you'll go crazy yourself you won't want to leave i won't live in fear like yeah you should be cautious but like fuck i still want to live a life you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i i totally understand um, but it is going to make me lick my raw chicken a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty gross there. <laughs> pretty nasty, I'm Lacey. I'm just kidding. I don't like raw chicken. Oh, yes, she does. I... Every, every night, this lady's licking raw chicken. <laughs> and that's why I got the cold. <laughs> I got my flu shot today, by the way. No flu for you. Well, the flu shot is very, it's a guessing game. Yeah. Because there's so many different uh, versions of the influenza. They're yes. always guessing. Australia just got done with their flu season, and that's how they predict ours. Oh. And they don't know why, but the flu season really uh, thrives and revs up in the winter months. They don't really have a concrete answer to that. But that's why they'll watch what one part of the world's going through. Then they'll kind of try and prepare for here. But it's a big guessing game. Um, but it is worth it to get the flu shot because yeah. this year is predicted to be very bad. We're already in the flu season. Yes. Even the guy that was giving me the flu shot, he's like, oh, you're getting this kind of a little late, aren't you? I'm like, well, I'm not sick yet, so I wouldn't call that a little late. <laughs> <laughs> you're not like, I need my flu shot. <laughs> yeah, he was a weirdo, man. Was it the guy at Smith's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably like the same he was, he was a weird individual, but yeah, I was he like, was weird, but I enjoyed chatting just with like, him. Give me the flu shot, man. Just and then I was like looking at their list that they give there, and I almost wanted to check every one of them meningitis. Uh, they had tons. Marcus has done lost his mind. Um, done at, well, at least I'm not like one of those anti vaxxers. Oh it's my like, God. I don't like vaccines. I was at just all. gonna say, like, even if you're like, oh, I don't want to get the flu shot, I never get the flu, I don't need the flu shot, you should get the flu shot. Because you might, like, herd mentality. So you might be protecting your nephew or your grandma who might not, who might have a compromised immune system or maybe can't get a flu shot or something. So that's important, too. You're not just protecting yourself. You're protecting those compromised individuals. Those around you that you love. Or maybe you find a little bit annoying, but you're still keeping them alive. So parasites don't all... Always rely on vectors to get to you, though. You can catch them from other people. And this is where my little story to end this comes from. And exactly why I will never set foot in a public pool again. <laughs> when I was younger, I got freaking cryptosporidium. Have I told you this story? 
Marcus, every time we go near water. <laughs> oh my God. That's why you won't go in a pool with me. <laughs> I know. That's, I just I want to see what you do because I tell it to you every time. <laughs> like, Let's go swimming. Let's go do it. No, I got cryptosporidium when I was younger. You little shit. Have and I ever told you that story? No, like I could tell the people the fucking story. Well, actually, actually, a bunch of us kids, we all went to a local rec center, a county-controlled facility, um, and we all got really sick and came down with that mm-hmm. parasite. I was hospitalized at the uh, primary, primary children's. children's hospital. Um, so if you're gonna go swimming, you're stupid. If, you're gonna, gonna if you go are going to go swimming and you're going to take your kids, make sure they're wearing waterproof diapers. And... Because that's how you get that. You're also not supposed to go swimming if you've had diarrhea in the last two weeks. Yeah. Don't shit or piss in the pool, please. <laughs> because um, one thing about cryptosporidium is it's very resistant to chlorine, too. Mm. In fact, at some of the facilities, they use this uh, ultraviolet light. And black light and stuff to kill crypto goes through like a filtration system i think that's at a lot of the county facilities as i was coming out of the health department when i used to work for them that was like a system that they were installing into a lot of them i believe um but yeah man we've reached an hour on this episode we've talked about a lot we've talked about remakes and reboots and why we don't like them we've talked about once upon a time in hollywood and We've talked about something very scary. Parasites. You know what was a movie? Huh. Like, because I was thinking about this today. There's not a lot of parasite movies out there. It really isn't. I was like, Bug was one that sort we did of. a review on. But, but then that was more of a mind game I felt movie. like that was more of a psychological thing. But you could say that Alien is a parasite movie. Yeah, you could. And that was one of the first horror movies, sci-fi horror, whatever you want to call it. That really screwed with my mind. I remember watching Alien. It was right around Christmas time. Oh, what a good time of the year for uh-huh. that. <laughs> and we were going, we had watched it and then we were having a family dinner later. And I was so afraid that I was going to have an alien burst out of my no. chest from eating something. I was really young. I was like seven. That's sad. It was nasty. That being said, wash your hands, wash your fruits and vegetables, especially wash your hands after you leave the restroom. Something that's always drove me nuts. And I see it happening more and more. Come on. We live in a civilized society, damn it. Use the soap. Clean yourself. And don't get caught with any parasites out there. But we... also, don't live in fear. <laughs> yeah, it's, a two, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to live in fear. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to eat some fucking raw meat and go eat dirty vegetables right now. That's so gross. You're not cooking for me tonight. You guys all have a great night. We'll catch you next time.